Welcome to All Axes, a podcast featuring original content on a wide range of subjects focusing on today's North American manufacturers. My name is Thielen Henderson, and I'll be your host. This episode is one of our first five episodes, where we give you a glimpse of things to come. Today, we'll be previewing one of the keynote speakers who will be presenting at Mazak's Discover 2019 event, which is taking place November 5th through the 7th and 12th and 13th on Mazak's campus in Florence, Kentucky. Discover is the largest private manufacturing event in the industry and will feature the latest developments in machine tool technology, CNC controls, software, automation, customer support, a first-hand look at our Mazak iSmart factory, and daily keynote speakers. One of the many important issues we'll be addressing at Discover is implementing automation. Speaking at Discover about how to approach automation is Mike Chico, President and CEO of Fanuc America. Good afternoon, Mike, and thank you for joining us today on All Axes. Yeah, hi, Teal, and thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. To get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm the president and CEO of Fanuc America, and uh, I'm about 20 years within Fanuc. Fanuc America is a wholly owned subsidiary of Fanuc Corporation, uh, headquartered uh, at the base of Mount Fuji in Japan. And I run the business for North and South America for Fanuc America. What are the benefits of automation to job shops and how can we help them justify the costs? Yeah, it's a great question. A lot of people ask that uh, in, in terms of how to justify. One of the biggest things is uptime. Uh, machine tool distributors and, and especially job shops, um, they want their spindles to be working 100% of the time, that the assets that they have, they want to maximize the throughput through those. And using automation is a great way to do that because there there are no down there there are no breaks when you start to automate your machine tools. Uh, the the robots don't need to use the restroom. They don't take smoke breaks. They don't take lunch breaks. As long as the machine tools are set up properly, uh, the robots will work through all those things. So uptime is probably the biggest one, but also in terms of automation, we see people that have increased quality. Uh, certainly, there's an increase in the flexibility in terms of what you can do with that machine. Um, and then one of the biggest ones is safety uh, that 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 can be that can be seen as well, where you're taking a human element out of the machine and, and taking the danger away from the person. In what ways can machine tool builders and automation providers work with customers to make the process simpler? When people think about automating their machine tools, that that complexity really is a barrier uh, to people trying to trying to automate in the first place. So in in terms of what the machine tool builder and the automation providers can do, one of the key things is to, to make the connection between the robot and the machine tool uh, easier, to make it a more simple connection. The robot and the machine tool always need to talk to one another to understand when the cycle needs to begin, when it's finished, uh, how big the, the chuck needs to potentially open and things like that. Uh, and all of those things can be simplified. Now, thankfully, there are a lot of common interfaces now between the robot and the machine tool, with the prevalent one being what's called MT Connect. And MT Connect is used as a common interface. It's open to, uh, to all machines, and, and there's also a robot standard as well. And that really puts the communication on a common platform, and it's used quite a bit in the industry today, and it makes things much, much simpler. Where's the line between efficient automation and over-automating? Um, uh, well, maybe the, the, the salesman in me doesn't want to talk about over automating. Maybe I'd like to say that there is no such thing as over automating, but it, it could be it, once, once the 
customer, once the end user gets to the point where either they're not utilizing the automation or it's so complicated that um, that it's not being productive anymore. So all those things that I talked about in the first place about the benefits, if if you're not seeing more uptime or or it's not maintaining the quality that you want or your or the machine um, doesn't run because you've tried to automate it and now it can't be flexible. Those are all areas where you've over automated. Um, a, a real good example of that might be as if if you took a machine and you wanted to automate it and you made the automation such that it blocked the entire front of the machine. So it was pretty difficult to use that machine for a manual operation. And, but you put that on a machine that has a pretty high part variability, but your automation that you used is a, is a little bit inflexible. Well, now you have a machine that you can only run one part style on through the robot, but you might need the machine to run four or five different part styles And now your flexibility is way down because the machine goes unused because the whole front of it's blocked. So that's a, that's a way that people have over automated in the same sense. One of the ways to change or correct that is we we've been able to automate machines now where the robots actually pretty easily movable. And so you, in that same sense, you could automate that machine, um, use the robot for some of the, um, more standard production that's going through that machine. But if you ever wanted to do a test cut or do a really short batch or do something where you wanted to manually tend that machine for a while, it would be easy to move the robot out of the way and use that machine um, in a manual way. And that would be a way where you're not really over automating because you still see all the benefits. Um, another area might be for deburring, using a robot to deber a finished part. Uh, sometimes you would need some trained personnel to be able to program the robot a new part path. So every time you machined a new part, uh, the robot might need to be programmed to deburr a different path. And if you didn't have trained personnel on your shop floor to be able to uh, move the robot around and program it to, to do new parts, that might be an area where you could consider that over automating as well. Uh, but again, to correct that, you could you could always find trained personnel to be able to program it. So that's why I say it's hard to say over automating because there are certainly people that have over automated, but I see that as a way that they really haven't taken full capability of the equipment that they might have, that there's always ways around it. Process stability and labor reduction are often cited as benefits to automation. What are some of the other benefits manufacturers should keep in mind? Sure. Yeah. Looking at some people say labor reduction, um, the way the industry is today, I I think of it more of an availability of skilled labor. Um, So it's not it's definitely one of the benefits of automation that you can do it with less labor content where you can have one skilled CNC programmer that might be able to operate four or five machines and um, and not have to worry about tending that machine. And kind of a low end, uh, a low end job, um, but there are there are so many other benefits of automation. Um, I mentioned earlier safety being a really big one that uh, can really help the workplace. Uh, depending on the size of the parts, uh, whether the parts come out with any sharp edges or not, that that can be a big one from a safety perspective. Uh, another one would be, and this is a good example where say you're a job shop 
that currently runs uh, one shift and you are considering starting a second shift, uh, but you know that starting a second shift at the plant would require all the people to stay in, um, a lot of uh, un, um, unknown expenses by starting that second shift. One of the big things that automation can do is because of the automation doesn't really need manual intervention because it can run lights out. You can try to, you can get extra productivity with an automated work cell um, on or at the beginnings of a second shift without really needing to have a lot of people stay. So you can have your machine on the first shift, it's working, it's automated and everything, and say that the automation can handle, say, four hours worth of uh, parts, that you can put four hours worth of raw materials in the cell. Well, now you have the ability that at the end of first shift, you can load up that automated cell with four hours worth of production, turn off the lights, go home, and let the robot run for another four hours um, and generate good parts during that time um, and still maintain only one shift of operation. So we've seen a lot of small job shops really start to work on like a one and a half shift operation because they're able to utilize the automation to then gain that productivity uh, truly once they turn the lights off in their facility. Mike, thank you for joining us today. And thank you for listening to All Axes First Five with our guest Mike Chico as part of the Mazak TV network. Mike will be speaking at Discover 2019 Florence, Kentucky on November 12th at 10 a.m. Register now at mazakusa.com backslash discover2019. And be sure to check your favorite podcast app for future episodes of All Axes.